evening everyone. What I wanted to talk about tonight briefly is character in Zen. Um, Yamada Roshi, who was um, my teacher's teacher, Robert Aiken's teacher, once said that Zen is the perfection of character. Now, what did he mean by that? Let's have a look at it a little more closely because this word perfection, everyone gets hung up on, I think. But maybe what he had in the back of his mind was the cultivation of um, what's known in Buddhism as the six parameters. So the six parameters are translated as the six perfections, the kind of like perfections of character. And if I can remember all of them, because I made reference to in Haku and Zenji's Song of Zazen, um, self-discipline, patience, generosity, vitality, um, uh, moral conduct and wisdom. Right, so if you break down the Buddhist idea of what makes up character would be the cultivation of those characteristics. Now, um, the idea of becoming perfect is a rather daunting task, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> um, let me share with you the way I understand that. And um, there... In, in um, my previous training, we would recite not the practice principles, but um, what's traditionally recited are um, great, great vows for all. And the wording of great vows for all, well, this is my version of it, my translation of it. The many beings are numberless, I vow to end their suffering. Greed, hatred and ignorance rise endlessly. I vow to abandon them. Dharmas are countless. I vow to wait to them. Buddha's way is beyond attainment. I vow to embody it fully. Now what you see in each of those lines is an impossible task. Mm -hmm. The many beings are numberless, but I'm going to end all of their suffering. Right? Greed, hatred, and ignorance rise endlessly, right? but I vow to abandon it. So in each line, is an impossible task, right? And um, this is the wonderful uh, subtlety of Buddhist practice and Zen practice that words these things in a way which are actually designed for practice rather than philosophy. Because if you reflect on it, you know, if you, you commit to, um, say the last one, um, Buddha's way is beyond attainment, I vow to embody it fully, that's kind of like a version, well, I'm going to aspire to be perfect, but I can't because it's not attainable, right? And in a sense, if you boil all of that down, it's saying, um, I'm really committed to the journey, but I don't know where it ends, or I'm never going to reach the end. I just, I just commit to the journey, but I don't know where it ends. Right? And that's so good for practice because it brings you back to the present reality. And it takes you back to this little striving ego that wants to become perfect. Ah, yes, I will become perfect. Right. Then everything will be fine. The wording of all those sutras just is so kind of subtly put together that it that it, it, it sort of tangles you, it tangles the ego up in trying to achieve anything. Right. And yet, it's got this great aspiration. Mm -hmm. So... We bring all that back to 
Yamada Roshi's words, this perfection of character. Um, um, it's kind of like the vow is, although I continue, will, will continue to be full of imperfections, I'm aspiring to be perfect. Uh-huh. And so it's not some perfection which is an end goal, some shining you or me. It's going to exist. It's an ongoing journey. Now, if we come back to what character is, you know, and there's some of the Buddhist characteristics of it, but if I just reflect on what I think of when I think of character or good character or depth of character, um, it conjures up something of integrity and um, someone who goes beyond self-serving interest and has a sense of the well-being of all. Mm -hmm. Um, Someone who's not swayed by praise or blame, someone who's not swayed by gain or loss or whether they're going to look good or not look good. Someone of good character or solid character is someone who just stays solid (coughs) through all of the vicissitudes of, of life. Mm-hmm. And if we come back to um, the two main aspects of training, which is sasin, um, mindful sitting, and mindfulness in everyday life, and the practice of precepts of non-violence and non-egotism, uh, then they kind of one, you need a kind of solid character to do it in the first, like you need a, a, a kind of container within which to practice because as we all know it's a rather difficult, humbling practice as we go along. So with character you have a sort of container for holding it. You, know, you, don't, you don't give up easily just because it's difficult. And um, if you look at what the nature of what mindfulness is, Um, keeping your consciousness alive to present reality. It keeps you true to what is. Like, it answers that question, what is really happening right now in all of the circumstances in your life, in business, in relationships, in family, in everything that we do, what is actually happening right now. And so if we're committed to mindfulness, in a sense we're committed to the truth of what is. And we see the truth of what is rather than being caught up in all of our distortions about how we would like it to be or not like it to be. So the actual practice of mindfulness keeps us true to what is, which cultivates character. And the reason why we have that alongside precepts in Zen training as well is because if you just meditated and the whole point of meditation was to cultivate character and it was to see through the um, the illusion of the false sense of separateness, if you're doing meditation over there but indulging your ego in everyday life, then you're pulling in opposite directions. You're not pulling in the same direction. Right? So um, for the, the two horses to be pulling the carriage together, so to speak. You need, you need the practice of mindfulness, like formal mindfulness of sitting in everyday life, coming into just what is the reality of the moment. And you need this code that keeps you on track in terms of keeping 
in harmony with others as much as you possibly can so you're not projecting your ego on all types of situations. So unless you have both going together, you're not, you're not moving in the harmoniously in the same direction, you're kind of like pulled in different, with different forces. Um, so in one sense you need a sense of character to actually engage in mindfulness and precepts and then as you engage in it, it also deepens the character. And that deepening of character is all about it the, is the basis of it in Zen practice in Buddhism, is that when we see through um, the self-centered dream, there's no longer so much need to just be preoccupied with me, you know, and then our, there's a sort of a, um, a, a turning outwards. There's no me to think about all the time. There's a kind of turning outwards towards service towards others and and acting as wisely as we possibly can in our everyday dealings, which we never get right because we're not perfect. Mm -hmm.